Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Big questions for the fantasy playoffs and beyond next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard. And like I said, we're going to talk about some big questions, both for week 15, week 16, for those of you who are on a bye. And hey, we know some of you sadly got eliminated from the playoffs or from playoff contention last week, but hope you're still listening. We're going to try to keep you guys engaged as well. So we're going to have some questions for next year as well. But first, let's talk about week 15 and Dallas Goddard and Darren Waller are targeting week 15 for their returns from IR. That's two pretty big name tight ends who you probably want to get in your lineup. But here's the question. Which tight ends would you definitely start over Goddard and Waller if they play? And obviously, they're different levels there because Goddard's a lot better than Darren Waller. Absolutely. And Goddard, for me, would be a top three tight end. Mm-hmm. I would debate him versus Dalton Schultz in full PPR. I think in non-PPR, it might be Goddard right behind Travis Kelsey. Just one and two. Uh Seems like he's safe. Definitely mm-hmm. has plenty of upside. We've seen it from him for lots of this season. I do worry a little bit about Goddard's first game back, but it's against Chicago, and that's a matchup that I think the Eagles can exploit pretty much any way they want to. I will be much more hesitant on Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Do not expect him to come back and see full allotment of snaps, running 40 routes, and, and dominating target share. I don't think that's going to happen. He will probably be closer to 12th. I would start... Dulcich, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, all comfortably ahead of Darren Waller. What about uh, George Kittle on Thursday night? You know something? I went back and I started to look at how Kittle has done without Debo Samuel on the field, and the answer is great. Mm -hmm. And you look at Brock Purdy's track record in college. He threw to tight ends a lot. He started last week's game throwing to Kittle quite a bit. I, I'm I'm kind of I, I don't have Kittle currently as we sit here talking now ranked. I've got him ninth, but mm-hmm. I could see myself moving him as high as fourth this week, just because I'm excited about the potential uh, against Seattle and because there's no Debo Samuel on the field. All right, on the other side of that game, question two for Week 15: Starter sit Geno Smith versus San Francisco on Thursday, and would you start Brock Purdy over Geno Smith? I would not start Brock Purdy over Geno Smith. I'm worried about Purdy's. Uh, just the number of pass attempts he's going to have. And and so far, when we've watched him play, almost every throw he's made has been short inside mm-hmm. of 15 air yards. That seems to be what they're asking him to do. When he has thrown deep, he's been good. But I think it's five pass attempts that have gone 15 or more air yards out of the 67 that he's <laughs> thrown for two games. That is not a lot. That worries me a little bit. Gino, on the other hand, does throw downfield a lot. Uh, he was miserable in week two against San Francisco. He's he's actually put up some great numbers over his past five games, at least 23 fantasy points, and he's seen a lot of pressure in every single one of those games. So he's learning how to beat that. I think he'll be a handful for this 49ers defense. Am I ready to rank him where I had him last week as a top five fantasy quarterback? No. As a matter of fact, as we sit here now, he's 12th for me, but I might move him into the top 12. I think just I, I think he's earned 
some uh, some credibility based on how he's done this season. It is a difficult matchup. The only two times this year the 49ers have allowed a quarterback to get over 20 fantasy points is when their defense was beat up. Their defense is not that beat up going into this game against Seattle on a short week. All right, one player or one question for people who are on a bye this week. Hmm. Give me some players to target ahead of next week, looking ahead to week 16, week 17. Uh, trying to beat the waiver wire since you don't need to win this week. I would go get Khalil Herbert, who's available in over 60% of leagues. He's on IR. I think he's going to end up splitting right back to where he was with David Montgomery earlier this year. That was about a 40% snap share, and he couldn't end up overtaking him completely. You don't know what the Bears are going to do. They might want to give him a look, uh, knowing that David Montgomery is a free agent after this season ends. At wide receiver, much more plentiful. And it's names you know, like Traylon Burks, DJ Mm -hmm. Chark. Uh, Nicole Hardman, who's out there in 65% of leagues. But here's a name all the way back from September, Chris. Jahan Dotson, available okay. in almost 70% of leagues. I don't love him this week, but uh, I, I do think he's got some potential to help you. I am stashing him on a bunch of my uh, benches. DSTs, the Titans are going to be very popular, but they're also 30% available. They play Houston in Week 16. The Broncos, their next two games, Cardinals with no Kyler Murray. And the Rams in week 16 with Baker Mayfield, they're 56% available. You could use them for the next two weeks and get some good production out of them. All right. And one last question for those of us with, uh, you know, I've got a couple of leagues where I'm, I'm out already. So looking mm, ahead still. to 2023, and I know I know from before the show, you're, you're, you don't love this question because you haven't figured it out yet. But real no quick clue. off the top of your head, top three picks in 2023 drafts are? Ah. Uh, you know, I, I think that people are going to gravitate towards safety in 2023, and they're not necessarily going to want to fill the running back position immediately. And I look at everybody that's out there. I think the safest player to draft in 2023 is going to be Justin Jefferson. So in a PPR league, he will probably be my number one. And then I don't know if I can go with Christian McCaffrey at number two. We'll see. He's just been he's been so great. It's just a matter of how old can he be and still be effective. I guess I would put, ah, dude, I'm doing this totally off the top of my head. <laughs> I'll put McCaffrey two, and then I'll put uh, the Browns DST three. All right. I love it. Browns DST big up. Now, I'm, you know what? Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, some order. That's my top three. Penciling in right now. Let's go. Okay. 34 year old Travis I don't, Kelsey. I don't hate that at all. So, no running backs for you in your top three. Not right or now. You haven't even thought about which running backs. I mean, Austin Eckler, we'll see where Josh Jacobs goes. We'll see what the 49ers offense looks like, you know, with Christian McCaffrey. So, I think there's a lot of moving pieces at, at running oh, back that make oh. it a little more difficult to say right now. So, dude, you know, there are so many running backs at. that are going to be 29 and 30 years yep. old. There are so many great young running backs that are coming off of torn ACLs. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a landmine position next year fascinating times i look forward to debating it for about six months starting on january 5th or whenever the off season starts so that's going to do it for fft and five we'll see you tomorrow with more week 15 talk every sport has their big juicy controversy boxing has the mike tyson ear bite cycling has lance armstrong Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.